Dun, 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 Dan Waltzman here. Hey, guys, it's uh, the Edgy Empire. It's me, Edgy Conversations with Dan Waltzman, where every week or every day, every minute, I don't care when I record these. I just get in the studio when I've got a thought, and I jam out to a little bit of personal inspiration. Now, for some of you, you're asking me, like, right off the bat, dude, what's up with your voice? Well, I just spent 10 hours today in the studio. Uh, video studio shooting a series of videos for people in network marketing and my 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 it's called 30 days to awesome 30 days to awesome and my dream that there is that people who want to take the next step in their lives people who are frustrated and stuck by kind of their own failure will have the next steps in order to to move forward and man dude i'm excited so even though my voice sounds like crap <laughs> let me just say to you how excited i am to be alive how excited to be coming and and joining you in something that i think is is a is just we need to we okay we need to talk about this right now and it's the idea of failure so about a year ago, uh, my chief of staff, uh, Matt Williamson, and I started a, another podcast called Ordinary Heroes, and um, I, it was an utter failure. Now, don't get me wrong, the artist in me would tell you that it was a magnificent product, and it was, it was. We advertised for people who had amazing stories, and we filtered through our emails, and we found about 38 or 40 people that we thought, hey, we want to we want to talk to these guys. We want to see what's going on. And uh, we scheduled time with everybody. We had all, bought all this fancy equipment. I mean, the equipment I'm using right now. So we bought all the equipment. We had all the gear. We sat down. We started recording. We probably recorded 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours worth of content, interviewing people, listening to their story. And then what we did was we, once we had the stories, and by the way, doing an interview successfully for an hour and a half at a crack, that's tough. You find a podcast where someone does that successfully, and man, you hang on to them. I mean, most interviews are pretty crappy. I mean, don't get me wrong. You get to talk to people who are famous, but the questions are like, well, tell me about your book, and tell me about your struggle, and tell me what makes you different. And, and, and it's like the, the questions aren't vulnerable and deep and no one challenges the story behind the story. We just, we want to believe that success is a formula so badly that we just, we just soak it up. So it's, I learned, I learned, by the way, I'm not criticizing. I'm not saying I could do it any better. I'm telling you, I know how hard it is. I, I did it. I did it. So then we, we, we took these interviews and we sat back and listened to them. So Matt and I would listen to the interviews and we'd say, okay, this is, this is a, this is what we think is a story arc. And often it was a story behind the story that often emerged. It wasn't what the person told us necessarily, but it was what we uncovered and just listening to the whole thing. For example, we tell a story about a whistleblower who uncovered perhaps the largest insurance scam, uh, pre Madoff, right? How, uh, this massive insurance company was bullying people uh, basically swindling consumers out of their money. And this guy uh, stood up to all of them. And so uh, we're telling a story and it's great. And, and Matt does something that is amazing. And, and if you've never met Matt Williamson and you need to, especially if you're into podcasts, because the dude's a nerd when it comes to podcasts, he's a brilliant nerd. And you know what I mean by that? With a lot of love and respect for Matt. He runs, uh, he's the chief of staff for me, he runs my empire. 
Uh, but he loves his podcast, and so he he's interviewing people, especially after the first interview. He'd go back and do second interviews and third interviews, and I he must have talked to this guy three or four or five times. But in a whim, he said to the guy, hey, listen, if you think of anything, why don't you give me a call? You know, what, what, you know, trying to figure out why this guy, when no one else would stand up, he stood up. What would make him special or different? Did he have some special motivation? Was there something behind the scenes? I mean, what, I mean, again, that's a pretty, pretty great question, especially when you're standing up against what was at that time, the mafia, these insurance companies, I mean, they, they ruled everything. And so Matt says, uh, hey, I get your story, but what is it really that was driving you to stand up like this? I don't get it. And so I think it's a couple of days later, I'm on the phone and Matt comes into my office and he says to me, hang up the phone, hang up the phone, get off the phone, get off the phone. And I don't know if a conference call and I, and I like when I'm the boss, you, you have about one time a year when you can actually say, get off the phone. I've got something important to tell you. And I did, and, and I quickly got off the phone call, and he said, sit down. And I think maybe I was already sitting, but he said, I've, I've got to tell you something. He said, I got a call from the guy we just interviewed. And I said, sure. And he said, you know, I left him with this question saying, uh, if there's anything else you can think of about why you did this, can you reach back out? We had covered the entire story. I mean, we knew all the angles. Or did we? You know what's coming, right? So Matt gets this call from this gentleman, ring, ring. He picks up the phone. He says, hey, I thought of something. He said, I haven't talked about this pretty much at all, but I was molested as a kid, sexually molested. And I've repressed the memory. I've kept it in the back of my mind. I've not thought about it. I've tried to forget about it. But the thought hit me the other day that the reason why I was willing to stand up was that I wanted someone to stand up for me when no one would. And so at this moment, I was the guy standing up and protecting consumers from this mafia who were molesting consumers. Oh, wow. Can you imagine being entrusted with a story like that? I mean, just the, the brilliance of Matt being able to build enough trust where that guy would share this with him. By the way, we, 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 if you haven't listened to that episode, go to The Ordinary Heroes and, and download it. I, I'm not pitching you on that. What I'm saying is it was a magnificent podcast. That episode was amazing. The entire thing was amazing, but it was a failure. Let me tell you what was a failure. Behind the scenes, it was taking us about one month worth of work to release a podcast that was 12, 13, 14 minutes long. Can you believe that? So we would look at the notes, we'd listen to the story, we'd then make the story arc, and then we'd go and edit the pieces out of the interview that helped with that story arc, right? That told that story quickly, cutting out all of the excess and garbage and getting right into the meat of it. And then what we would do is we'd go back into the recording studio like this one, right, where I'm at right now. And we'd create a narrative. So I'd say something like, and then in the spring of 2016, Ted decided to take his career to the next level, right? We'd do some narration right over the top of the audio that you're hearing, kind of creating like an, maybe a, um, an old time radio hour sort of production where you're hearing a story. And, and then Matt would layer in audio effects. So if I said, and Ted opened the door and he'd be like, whoop, the door opens up or Ted goes down the escalator, but anyways, he had, he layered in all of this sound, but it was taking us about an hour. We couldn't produce this fast enough. And people kept saying, Dan, you've got eight episodes. When are more coming? And I I looked at Matt and I said, we have to shut it down. We've got to shut it down. It was heartbreaking, literally heartbreaking to take this art project, 
right? This beautiful canvas, this tapestry, and to, sh- and to shut it down. But we did. We, we shut it down. We knew it was a failure. Not the, not the episodes themselves. The, the episodes were amazing. Stories about Debbie running thousands of miles after she lost her mom. Stories about John, who struggled with commitment and then went on to lose several hundred pounds. He's going for 300 pounds. Tell these stories intimately. But our process was a failure. We weren't able to share these stories in a timely fashion that would pay respect and homage, dignity. Bring those stories to life. We, we just, we, we could not do it quick enough. Our whole architecture from how we're set up to the number of projects we're doing to our travel. It just, it would not let us do it successfully. So we shut it all down. And I was thinking that I guess a podcast is not for me. It's just not for me. Now, if you're listening to this, you're like, well, something changed because I'm hearing you. Yeah, Sherlock, something changed. I had a brunch with a friend of mine named Bill and we're talking and Bill's got a very successful company, companies around the world. He does uh, man, stress, uh, not stress management, uh, stress mastery. And, uh, if you don't know Bill Courtright, then just go living right with billcourtright.com and you'll see, uh, the magic that he provides on his podcast. And, um, and we we're having breakfast uh, when he was here in town and he said to me, you know, you, um, you're robbing people. And I'm thinking, what? Come on, dude, you're having sausage and eggs with me. What do you mean I'm robbing people? And he said, you know, you need to get your podcast out there. And uh, my wife was with me and his son was with him. And I'd looked at Sarah and, and then looked at David, his son, and looked back at Bill. And then I said, you know, you're right. Because it was a failure, I wrote it off. As something that I could never come back from. I mean, I'm not being too dramatic. I just said, you know, I'm not going to do a podcast. It's not for me. It's not my thing. It's not where I go. It's not what I do. It's not my bag. I'm going to keep writing. After all, some 30 million people read one of my articles. That must be my delivery channel. I don't need to expand. I don't need to explore. Forget being creative because when I'm creative, it doesn't work. All these thoughts and fears and doubts and worries going through my head and I'm just expressing them. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to release it. In one week, we're going to take this podcast from idea all the way out the door to production. We're not going to wait. We're not going to dilly-dally. We're not going to let it uh, force ourselves to make something perfect and over-engineer and underthink and, 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 and talk ourselves into a tizzy where we, we, we do a lot of thinking and planning and getting ready to get ready. Don't you love that? Well, I'm getting ready to get ready. I'm planning to plan. I'm, I'm starting to start, right? <laughs> and basically, all that means you're, you haven't done anything yet. And so I said, enough of that. Let's go out there. Let's go out to market. And so I think this idea of failure is something we all struggle with. If something doesn't work right, we've been conditioned to say, well, uh, excuse me, based on my experience, all the metrics are showing that this is not something I'm supposed to do. Or based on what I'm observing here, perhaps my assets can be used in a different way. And we forget, here's what we forget, a very, very powerful lesson. We forget that time changes all things. That experience gives us a richness that we can take our failures and turn them into successes. I got to tell you, I'm having the time of my life sharing quick anecdotal minutes with you. I'm not interviewing anybody. I'm not trying to do anything special. I'm simply just coming into the studio with a heart full of passion and energy and trying to share with you insights like I'm doing right now. Thoughts about failure. There are things in your life that you're failing in right now. Things that you failed in the past that you've given up on that you probably need to take a fresh look at. For me, it was a podcast. And despite being driven and aggressive and having some, some damn hustle, I don't think anyone's ever going to accuse me, Dan Waldschman, of not having hustle. 
I had let the failure for this one specific vertical, this one specific project, just end any new movement forward on this idea of a podcast. I mean, it shut me down. And I suspect that you're having failure creating revenue. You're having failure getting people to open your emails. You might having failure with uh, building, keeping, establishing a relationship with your wife uh, or your kids or your community or that last election you ran for. It could be as something as, re- you know, you reading a book and, and not being able to achieve it or managing your budget and falling off the wagon or struggling with some sort of addiction. And you're thinking, Dan, breakthrough isn't for me. Change isn't for me. I'm not the guy who's supposed to be creative. So let me shut all that down right now. That's crap. Because if you're alive, your whole life has been about breakthrough. You came from nothing and you became something. Isn't that amazing? You became something. And now you've had some struggles along the way. You've you've run into some obstacles. You've experienced this elixir of learning called failure. And you might be thinking, well, I've learned my lesson well, so well that, uh, that I know when to quit. I know when to throw in the towel. I know when it's smart to pursue a different angle. Here's my challenge to you. As you're thinking about this right now, perhaps you're doing some sort of workout, some sort of exercise. Uh, you might be driving to work, commuting, or, or in between meetings when you're listening to this. And, and here's my challenge for you. Failure isn't final. Failure isn't final. I didn't come up with that. You know, I, I think of, of words of, I don't know if it's Lance Armstrong or, or one of the other great athletes who said, you know, quitting is forever. Failure, just getting in second place and third place and fourth place, that's not final. You know what's final is when we quit, when I give up, when I decide, look, I'm not meant to do this. You know, God would have blessed me with these talents and richness if I was supposed to do this. And what God gave me and gave you is a heart to pursue our passions and hands to get work done and feet to move us closer to where we want to be. We are everything we need to be successful right now inside you, you have it all. And so when failure smacks you in the face and you're looking around going, well, why didn't it work out? And what do I do now? Remember this, remember this, that failure isn't final only when you quit. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me, guys. Dan Waltzman here with the Edgy Empire. This is Edgy Conversations that we've been having. Edgy Conversations, the podcast, right? A podcast brought about by failure, right? Brought to you live today. So whatever you do, whatever you do, listen, don't do nothing. See you next time here on Edgy Conversations with Dan Waltzman. 